everyone listening to Round Guys Radio Network. Real quick, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? Whenever we have a new episode, we have a newsletter release. The only time we push one out, go over to roundguysbrewery.com slash RGR. Thank you for listening. Ayo. They told me I'm running out of time, so I gotta make these words quicker, gotta make them flow, gotta burn myself out, gotta do it for the show. Am I at peace yet? I feel like I'm not quite done yet. Got a list of scenarios to sing about, but they said time is running out. I'm gonna be proud and I'll preach it loud. I might as well stand here naked, letting you in, ridiculed and forsaken. I wanted to expand my vocabulary, but it took off with too much velocity, perpetuating discipline. Why the fuck did I give Hey, welcome to another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast. Original Slacker Podcast presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. I'm your host, Bill McGinney, and today I also have Steve William Johnson here to co-host with me. We're going to be talking with Rebecca Zimmerman. Rebecca's played a whole bunch of times over here at the Underground. I actually played at Glenside Alehouse once on January 26th. Has another show coming up on February 23rd at Glenside before coming back with LaBella and Poole making their third appearance at the Underground on March 2nd. going to be a great show. Without further ado, let's jump right into the talk with Rebecca. They told me I'm running out of time, so I got to make these words quicker, got to make them flow, got to burn myself out, got to do it for the show. Welcome to another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast. Today I have with me Rebecca Zimmerman. Rebecca, Hello. welcome. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. I have a co-host here, Steve Williams. Hey, hey. Steve Johnson. Yes, God, sir. Th- three names kill three me every time. Three names. <laughs> Stephen William Johnson. Today I have with me my guest, Rebecca Zimmerman, and I also have a co-host, Steve William Johnson. Hey, Look hey. at that. I nailed that. I actually have four names. Rebecca, I, stop Marie, it. Teresa Zimmerman. <laughs> oh, man. It begins. <laughs> Uh, we're just music gonna... at the end of that. Rebecca Marie Teresa Zimmerman music. Yeah, is that is that, is that the? Because uh... <laughs> yeah, you have to look up music. There's a lot of Zimmermans out there in this world. Yeah. A lot of Rebecca Zimmermans in this world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, George Zimmerman, but there's no. Yeah, oh gosh. I think there's your no music other is artist good. called Rebecca Zimmerman. So that's amazing, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can test that. I was searching around. There's, there's one. She plays like cello or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I have seen that actually. Yeah. So yeah. there's no other singer songwriter somehow yes. that's called that's Rebecca Zimmerman. I don't know how. We've not had that. Uh, yeah. But congratulations, you're the first. <laughs> yes, congratulations, <laughs> Rebecca. You've. You've been playing around here for a while. So how'd you get connected with the Underground? Um, so the first time I ever played at the Underground, I actually opened for a band called Stereo Titans. Which is exactly um, like your singer-songwriter style. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, and I know Stereo Titans because the drummer actually is a professor at my school. I go to Mark, college. Right? Uh, yeah, Mark. I go to college at Arcadia. Um, so he's an education professor there, and I kind of just made connections through there. Um, and they asked me to open for them because they knew I played some music. And since then, I kind of just connected with Ryan and right. Phil and everyone involved um, with and Brown it, Guys. And it's just kind of taken off from there. So, If anyone, anyone knows the Stereotitans, we made a beer for them, Bumblebee Wheat, <laughs> which is a beer that actually traveled with them last year, traveling around to different venues. It's also, the band is a comic book-themed band, cosplay. They get dressed up for their shows and really awesome outfits. They have a comic book telling a story about the band. Oh. Awesome. And Steve, do you know anything about? These I know guys? nothing about these guys. So they sound it, awesome. It's hard. Yeah, I hope so. It's hard rock. Nothing like Rebecca. I mean, Rebecca could be like this if she plugged in, probably. But it's nothing <laughs> like Rebecca. Like it's 
it's total opposite. And you see this this little girl who's how tall are you? Um, like five two. Five two. She comes <laughs> yeah. in, you know, small petite girl playing before these dudes who are like just big Monsters. and yeah. And there's like fifteen piece band, and they're all crowded up there and and just crushing it. Okay, yeah. f- uh, funny enough, I used to be in like an all girl like folk acoustic band that's that seems fitting yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um we played battle of the bands at my school which is like a competition to open up for the spring fling concert um and we versed against stereotype so we went on first we're like this cute little folk like doing covers of lord and like (laughs) and then stereotypes got up there and they're like like, all right we're not gonna win this like (laughs) we can't beat that and then we ended up tying oh there you go Um, there you go and they were like give it to them so we ended up opening. it's really hard i think to to balance that out you guys are in the opposite ends of the world and i mean people loved it people loved hearing you and and people still, they, you know, I know you have a show coming up on March 2nd, right, with LaBella Pool. Yes. Oh, and I know those guys. They're great guys. Yeah, they're so. great guys. And you know, you've played with them before, yes, right? Yes, yeah. I played with them. Back in Love sometime them. in the end of last year. <laughs> I don't have the date. That's, like a, great, that's a great show. Oh, that's a really yeah. well-paired show. That was Absolutely. my first time yeah. meeting them. They're really cool. Yeah. I like their music. It's they're a down lot more fitting to It really is. Style. It kind of fits your style. Absolutely yeah. agreed. Yeah, the because LaBelle and Paul, their music's very spiritual and very introspective, and and your music I, I feel is the same way. Very mm-hmm. much, uh, you're you're telling a story, but from a very introspective perspective, mm-hmm. like a very open perspective way, twice. Very, very open. <laughs> I think the introspectiveness is like perfect sure. with that openness too. Not at peace yet, cause I still feel resentment, wish I, I could let it go before I say I'm healing at this show. Where, where'd the folk side come from? Oh, um, I guess like I kind of like Bob Dylan and like artists like that, like Angus and Julia Stone, Daughter. Like I like a lot of acoustic kind of music, so I guess the folk just naturally exhibits itself from that. Mm. But um, mainly I'm into like, I like alternative rock and like... All kinds of like rock, blues, jazz, folk what's, kind of what's stuff. What's a great? Like, who should I check out right now? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> like a, like a like great folk artist. Spotify like playlist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just do it. Like on a long car ride. Who are you putting on? Um, do you know Angus and Julia Stone by chance? I don't. They're Tell me more. A brother yeah. and sister duo, um, and they do like acoustic music, kind of like me, but. I really enjoy it, and it's like kind of music that you can relate to and connect with, and it'd be good for a long car ride. So. Excellent, perfect. Yeah, there you go. Sure. I'll have to check them out. What drives you to improve the music? What is it? Ooh. What? So when I first started like writing music, because you're young, how, how yeah, old are you? I'm 21. 21. I'll be 22 next month. Yeah. So we we legally time. served her a beer. Yes. Huh? <laughs> A little worried about that for a second. Thank goodness that that was the answer. Um, When I first started writing music, um, it was kind of very much a personal thing. I didn't really share it with anybody. It was just like my coping thing. Like I would just write in a journal, like stream of consciousness and turn it into a song because that's what I like to do is play music. And that was like my outlet. And now all of a sudden it's like I'm playing music to entertain other people. So it's kind of changed my writing process and how... I view my music and how I take it more seriously now and strive to improve it. So I think now I'm trying to write more things that can cater to an audience, but still stay true to, you know, my genuine writing style. Do you feel that transition was difficult? Yes, I feel like I'm still going through the transition. Um, It is a little difficult because I feel a lot more pressure for my music, but Mm -hmm. um, I also appreciate 
the opportunities to be able to share it and it gives me more motivation to continue writing. Excellent. For sure. Do you, do you use a lot of, uh, say you're like personal energy. Some would say like dark energy, right? So like things that have happened to you in the dark past. Energy. Dark energy. <laughs> I was like, I was watching an Instagram thing about Kobe Bryant using his dark energy to be like dominant. You know what I mean? So do you feel that you channel some no of that energy? That. <laughs> yeah, no, cause he, he's done some messed up stuff. So we're not talking that dark. Um, but you know, tragedy, do you feel that that like kind of helps fuel some of your music or feel some of that change? I feel like a lot of my songs are like about personal like ailments I've gone through. Um, or I write, I write a lot of diss tracks. Like people tell me they think my songs are angry, but I'm not an angry person. (laughs) You don't, you don't, yeah, you come across very, very mellow, very bubbly. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sure there's anger in there. Like you're driving down the street, hit traffic, right? That's when she starts writing down songs. That's, that's when it happens. You get to that stoplight. Finally, I can write this out. Person, blue car. Uh, What is your problem? Hyundai (laughs) doesn't know how to use a turn signal. We'll turn that car into sky. Turn signal into a knife. And I am not proud Cause you put me down in But it's not about the healing process It's about pleasing the audience Is this something that you find That you might want to do down the line As a full-time professional? For sure Um, How do you make that a reality? Yeah, music is my passion Um, Whatever I do, I want music to be involved Um, So right now I I go to school at Arcadia I'm a senior, I'm about to graduate Congratulations Yes, congratulations (laughs) Um, So I was just like pondering that Like what do I want to do with After I graduate, what do I want to do with music specifically And I think I want to continue to do what I'm doing Just keep making music, putting myself out there Playing shows Like I just got on Spotify So like that's a step I feel awesome. like in the right direction Great. Welcome to the club We're yeah. on Spotify yeah. too Spotify. We're all on Spotify yeah. here Just have yeah. something tangible That people can access And listen to um, And also Like perform But if I don't end up Doing that full time um, Right now I'm studying Psychology and music So I want to go on To like do music therapy um, And right now I work with people With developmental disabilities So I just see like How much music Really influences them And helps improve Like quality of life How does it How does it influence them What's some of the things You've seen Um, So I'm actually doing My thesis on this So I can talk about Some of my research But um, uh, Specifically How it helps people Um with autism, like with social skills, because um, I can see people. Like I work at a counseling center back home, and I see people who are completely nonverbal, or maybe can only speak a word or two. But then you put them in a musical environment, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're singing every single word, and they're requesting songs. And so I think there's something about music that can trigger these responses or trigger engagement in people that just talk therapy or speech therapy might not be able to accomplish like i feel like it's another form of communication that speaks to people how did you discover this how did you come across that music therapy was so helpful for especially children with autism um so so i discovered music therapy um basically because of my drive for music um and when I was in high school and trying, well, you, you love music, so you're yes. trying. So one of the things you're probably looking out there is like, well, how can I p- turn this into life? How right, can I turn exactly. This into life, right? And when I was in high school, like trying to figure out what I wanted to go to college for, like I knew I was interested in the brain and that kind of stuff. Like I had been to counseling. So we have there. We got so brains like, and music. Yes. Brains and music. So I'm like, I want to study the mind, and, and I want to see how 
I can incorporate music with it um, because that is also my passion. So I figured counseling and music therapy would be a good route for me. Um, and then through um, my high school, I did like internships and stuff mm -hmm. and figured out, um, you know, what I would be interested in. And my internship happened to be working um, at a day program for people with autism. So I kind of just started making the connections and started developing these ideas for where I want to go. Do you feel that anybody was kind of an inspiration for you to kind of go down this road and take it as serious as you can? Instead of saying, like, there was this, like, a personal revelation that you had. Um, I'd say influence-wise, definitely my family, like, my mom. Um, like, uh, when I was little, um, I would always get, like, I got a guitar for, as a gift, or I got a piano as a gift. How old? Like, How old were you getting um, this? I was in, like, second grade when I got my first instruments. So I feel like my parents, um, specifically my mom, like would push me to like practice and get me doing that stuff. Um, and then she's also the one that's like kind of um, pushing me to go to college and like do these things. Go mom, right? Yeah, yeah go, go mom. mom. Mom's always so doing like right, man. She's definitely giving me the motivation and the inspiration I need to like go down this path and figure out what's right for me and what I want to do. You do you still feel that they're like a, a big part of your life now that you sort of like starting to come into your own now? Do you still feel that they're a big influence? For sure, my um, my mom calls all my shows, <laughs> but yes, yeah, she's so always there. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's, that's always a good. Moms, to, yeah. great moms. She was man. at the Blood Side Ale House the other day. Yeah, there. yeah, that was a great <laughs> was turnout cool. down there on the twenty sixth of January. Spending my Friday night. Trying to recover from the week Didn't give up trying Just feeling kind of weak And I don't know How it about it's all the things I never know How to stop and breathe Just breathe. Did you take lessons? Obviously you probably did, right? And did your music teachers have bad breath? Oh, man. That's that is the question. number one thing, man. This is the breath stinky. Was he? Did he shower? Or he oh, or man. she shower? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so, <laughs> weird questions. But honestly, from history, it's like um, yeah, a lot of them. This don't. was a game changer for Florida Wayne. It was. <laughs> um, I never actually took lessons until I got to college, so I was okay. completely self-taught. Just like. Watching YouTube tutorials. It's YouTube, there we go. See um, YouTube yep. again. That's how I learned YouTube. guitar and piano. <laughs> it was through YouTube. And then when I got to college, I finally took lessons um, through my minor, my music minor. And then so you have to do like all your music theory and everything yeah, through there. And then I yeah. learned that um, everything I was doing is completely wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now I'm kind of trying to morph my technique with what is like proper and scholarly. <laughs> I was going to say, so, so do you find your sound moving more toward a traditional sound since you're getting yeah, more so, trained more yeah, traditionally? My, well, I had a one piano teacher that was like trying to get me to be like classically tra trained, and I was like, I want to play jazz and Showered rock. Good breath. Like, <laughs> Showering in good breath. Yeah. I'm like, I want to play jazz and rock music. Like, I'm not trying to be classically trained. Um, but I do have, I did have some teachers that um, saw, like, my kind of style and incorporated it, like, so especially with good my guitar lessons. Good yeah, experiences. Yeah, for sure. Good, good. Definitely. Are you going to continue on with that when you leave? Like, do you, do you feel lessons? that there's, I know, uh, Athensville, we had these guys in, they had... One of the musicians was still taking lessons for 20, 25 years. He's been mm -hmm. taking lessons. He just keeps going at it. And I think there's always something to be said about learning, right? That's the whole point is you practice music, right? You're never an expert at music. You're always mm -hmm. learning sure. and you're always yeah. 
getting better and it's always about learning yourself it's like music is a journey of self-discovery yeah it's infinite self-discovery i think that's the greatest part about it and you can use it for coping too and just use it to when you're going through that thing you know, it's like you said with yeah, the introspective. When she's on, when she's on the road. Exactly. Yeah, yeah she's on the road. Sure. Like I think it's difficult being a solo artist because um, I feel like a lot of people like want the energy of bands or like don't really have the attention span for a solo artist. So I think it's kind of cool when I can just have my voice over some chords and people find that they can connect with that or they can relate to that and that's enough that makes me happy that like people can appreciate <sighs> your horoscope said you weren't doing okay today well, how do you feel is it still the same and i don't know if i'll ever see you again but if I do, I'll try not to vomit. Right now on Bandcamp, you have a whole bunch of one tracks, right? Yes. Are they separate tracks off of an album, or are they just separately recorded tracks? And if you are you doing one recording each time, you go into the studio and be like, hey, hey guys, <laughs> I just want to put this track on uh, MP3 for people to, to take home with them. Exactly. <laughs> so Vine is the, like, Three past songs I just released were um, singles off of the upcoming album, um, but everything else I've had on there from the past is like little demos I've done in like audio engineering class or um, like I've done in like my friend's basement. So like those ones were recorded as just like single tracks and like I don't really have ideas for them to like put them on as a collaborative right. piece. It's a completely like live like single track, and then I'm also adding like harmonies and like overdubs for guitar and stuff but now, um how how are you adding those how's that give me a picture of what a, what's a day look like when you're recording okay so i walk into my friend's basement do you have coffee <laughs> yeah, yeah what kind of coffee, the coffee what kind of water coffee? tea water <laughs> tea what are we doing here um i mean liquor's fine too vodka yeah. I, I don't water judge to uh wet the whistle wet the pipes there you go. <laughs> um and then usually, so I've been... Are you an early riser or is this like 10 o'clock? Oh, uh, recently I've been an early riser because of school. I've been forced to. But mm. if I had the choice, I would sleep in until like noon. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> nice. Um, but right there I, with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned like the process that works for me, like I said, is to just do um, single track, like play the song as I would when I play it live, like guitar and vocals at the same time. Um, and then go back over and do separate tracks for like harmonies or for guitar overdubs. Um, and then pretty much I have my song is pretty simple. Um, but I, like I said, I noticed when I hit that record button, it hits pressed. I start messing up. <laughs> I start getting overwhelmed. But um, I mean, we do too. Yeah. I, I've butchered, I've butchered a number of podcasts. We're all human. Yeah. And all I do yeah, is for sure. stop. So I have but a question those. about your writing process, right? Where do you find yourself writing your music? So what's a what's a safe space for you? Shower, yeah. shower, car. Um, actually, living. like my songs, I never try to force them. It's mm. usually like I'll be thinking and something will come to me, and I'll just like make a quick note in my phone or like mm. write it out if I have a journal or something, and then revisit it later and try to add like maybe make a melody with some chords or something. When you're physically doing that, how do you do? You just start playing something just to, like to get your mind going, and then you let your hands take over, or how's that? Um, well, usually I feel like the lyrics come first okay. and then like 
I'll have a thought in my mind of like kind of like a melody of how I want this to sound. Does each do, do the lyrics give it a personality? Does the song have a persona when you're trying to build it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would say the lyrics are what is going to change the vibe. It's going to decide whether the song is going to be in a minor key or a major key. It's going to decide if this is going to be fast or slow paced. I think the that's surprising because yeah. a lot of her songs are really like angry (laughs) 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 no Um, i'm joking that's but i think a lot of my songs are dynamic because of that as well because i'll just go from being like sweet and soft chorus all of a sudden wait i'm (laughs) angry so stereotypes influence man stereotypes every time just being a musician man you're like all right man everything's cool it's like not anymore (laughs) (laughs) and i am struck by your design but i so like uh just just like curious i mean it sounds like your writing process just seems very organic like it just seems like spur of the moment like this idea comes into your head and then it blossoms into a great flower um is there anything that you use to kind of facilitate that you know like i said like he was saying like water tea coffee there's anything that you feel that like you have a part of that writing process just like as important like i have to have my cup of tea or i have to have you know this and that or do you chair you know what i mean a certain right a certain chair the temperature of the room like how specific do you feel or do you feel it's just real free does it does it do you have a dog or cat do they have to sit like in In your lap like you need to feel the warmth of the cat Um, (laughs) i feel like i could write really anywhere like i don't think Mm. i need any particular conditions but um i do think the conditions of where i am influence the song right sure. the environment yeah. influences how it's kind of, um, do you feel that it's how it influences its outcome or do you feel like the writing process that influences more um i guess both because like mm. the writing process is going to definitely influence my feelings like this right. song or this album i wrote while i was in ireland is definitely i think sounds different to anything i've written in the past or anything that i'm going to write while i'm home because i was in just such a different headspace and you're surrounded by more celtic music i assume or, yeah, yeah, or what there's, like yeah, there's a lot of yeah. influence um, coming around in ireland th- there was um anytime i would go into a bar like everyone would be singing um then they had a lot of live music as well and like people busking on well, the streets kind of stuff do you know lizanne not we have her in here a whole bunch lizanne not uh, is part of our singer songwriters uh, she was actually one of the first ones that came down here, and she's been one of the first ones on this podcast. I use Lizanne to test out my podcast switches. She's great. I love you, Lizanne. You're really good. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And what she does, she goes over to the UK a lot, and she finds a lot of inspiration when she's over there. And something about being out of your normal zone, right? You're outside of your, your stomping grounds. You're in a different spot. You give yourself the freedom to just open that door your senses are heightened i think right. that's the main thing when you're out of that regular environment your brain is like what's sure. happening around me and i went to ireland like with the specific intention to just write music like mm-hmm. i had nothing else to do um, picturing you're up on cliffs with a guitar that's yeah, exactly what Dover. i was doing i was like hiking <laughs> but like what was the intro- well, why why ireland though you know what i mean like um, why choose ireland so um, at Arcadia, they have like different global field studies you can take. Um, and I wanted to take one. So I was like, I'll go anywhere. Let me see what they're offering. Um, and then I was just reading the descriptions. And Ireland's course was specifically um, to go and create art. 
um, the, the final project was just to have some type of art project to display at an exhibition. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Ireland and I'm going to write an album. <laughs> that, was, that was the intention. That's um, so cool. That is that awesome. That's really I cool. Wish I could, like, and some yeah. people were telling me like, oh, you're too ambitious. Like, you're too ambitious. Who says you're too ambitious? ambitious? Why are you hanging with these people How who are saying you're too ambitious? Get these people out of your <laughs> life immediately. Get rid of them. They're, they're, they're like afraid of you. And they're like, you're going to write a whole album in a month. Like, yeah. They're afraid that. of you. Get these yeah. people away from you. No more. They're fearful of your ambition. Get rid of them. They you down. Absolutely. Then I ended up writing 10 songs before I left there. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever be able to write that many songs in a short period of time again. But Ireland, I think, really facilitated the creative energy. It seems and like the ambition worked. It Got seems like it out. worked. It's, it's a uh, land of music. It's a land of nature. And yeah. that's where I find great my vibe yeah do you sure. feel do you feel that nature is a big part of sort of like your driving force out too because it is bringing it up it seems that like you have a connection kind of sort of with nature yeah definitely um i think nature is my also my escape along with music mm-hmm. um which is also why if you go on like my band camp or my soundcloud you can see a lot of my um pictures I love on it. you there. take photos like i do i have no pictures of people right just pictures There's of nature because I, I, I love being outside I, you won't see my face yeah. on any of the album covers or anything it's right. just all like landscapes and that's that kind that's of stuff. exactly so, like, that's I, awesome. I don't know how to take pictures of people because i never yeah. do <laughs> and usually um, i can take pictures of dogs <laughs> like i can take pictures of people but it's like taking a picture of a flower is just like way more of a better experience <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't t- it doesn't immediately say like it doesn't look good in the photo mm-hmm. you know it's Usually like, the um, landscape will correlate with the song in some way, so like maybe that's the environment. I've I was seen in when that I wrote it at like mm. at, you know Asian eateries. Mm. Yes, <laughs> you see the Fuji, you see the mountainside in the background, and uh, the karaoke being played in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rebecca, it's all good. I want to thank you for coming down to the original Slacker Podcast. What? First off, where can people find you? Um, well, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, on Twitter. And how would they find you? Um, you can find me on most things at Rebecca Zimmerman Music um, or just Rebecca Zimmerman. Um, but I'm also on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and anywhere else you can stream. So music. if I want to go Spotify, Rebecca Zimmerman or Rebecca Zimmerman Music? Spotify, it's Rebecca Zimmerman. I have one more question before we go. What can we expect for the future of Rebecca Zimmerman? Uh, well, you can expect that album coming out sometime in the near future. What's the album called? It's called Loose Pages. I don't have a release date yet. And what kind of landscape should we expect this year? Yeah. Um, all green, uh, Ireland. Phenomenal. <laughs> I just see her on the cliffs. She's up there yeah. on the cliffs, just like uh-huh. the Stonehenge, <laughs> man, right behind the Stonehenge. Yeah, so expect an album, and um, hopefully, I'll be making like a music video for that, and just keep going from here. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Really so appreciate it. Coming. All right, well, that about wraps it up. Just want to thank you for listening to the Original Slacker Podcast presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. You can find out more about this podcast or anything else we're doing at Round Guys via roundguysbrewery.com. We have the podcast on there. We have the underground. We have Glenside Ale House. We have Lansdale Brew Pub. We have everything on there. Our brewery location in Lansdale. We have our some of our, our major food items down in Glenside. We also have food in Lansdale, Lansdale Brew Pub. I just want to talk real fast about one of my favorite beers I'm throwing back right now. We made this beer for Philly Loves Bowie Week. It's called a Buddha of Suburbia. It's a foreign extra stout. 
It is incredible. It's got a lot of like a meaty chocolate roasty toffee character, but it's it's a medium light body and it's it's really flavorful, very smooth. It's just well a well-rounded beer. I love drinking it. It's good for a nice, you know, like 35, 50 degree day. It's, it's a perfect beer. Throw it back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again for listening. We're going to actually going to finish this up with I'm Not Done Yet, recorded by Rebecca Zimmerman live at the Underground. Thank you again. And have a great week. I've been lacking inspiration, but I found it tonight. Oh, I found it tonight. I've been lacking domestication. I'm moving again. I'm shifting my friends. And I really wish I could do something I like for once with someone I like for once. Bye-bye, baby, I'm in a space that's making me crazy, it's all lost again, I'm in a space as empty as my head, goodbye, darling, see you in the morning, we'll begin again, in a place as empty as my bed, I've been lacking motivation, I don't have that yet, still don't have that yet, and I really wish I could part the planet, I've had it, bye-bye baby, I'm in a space that's making me crazy, it's all lost again. I'm in a space as empty as my head. Goodbye, darling. See you in the morning. We'll begin again. In a place as empty as my bed. Bye-bye, baby. I'm in a space that's making me crazy. It's all lost again. I'm in a space as empty as my head. Goodbye, darling. See you in the morning We'll begin again In a place as empty as my bed Ooh, ah, In a place as empty as my bed Are you lying to us, Rebecca? <laughs> 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 this is interrogation. Why are you winking so much? <laughs>